discounted. He was in hospice care at my sister Carnes in Orange County, and we'd go down to see him. And uh, when it was real close, then he called his family and one at a time. And he spoke to us. I don't even know if I can say it. I'll never forget the words he gave to me. He said, you're, this, you're, the, you're all I wanted, my son. He was telling each of us things about her life. And, and those that weren't, there were relatives that came. And he spoke to them, and he admonished them, because he knew he didn't have a lot of words left. He made every word count. The maid was cleaning in the basement. I feel sorry for her, because he said, what are you doing to make your mark on eternity? <laughs> she was just trying to get her cleaning done, and he was going for it, because he was on his last days. And so, those words count. So what did Jesus talk about? As he was, he knew it was close, and indeed it was close. It was hours away, not days. And what he was thinking about was you and us and our unity. And he said, I pray. After he talked to his disciples, he talked to the Father, and he said in John 17, I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one. Just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Then he said it again for emphasis. I and them, you and me, that they all may become perfectly one. So he's really thinking about this in his last hours, so that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you loved me. If unity was on his mind, should it be on ours? It should, shouldn't it? So... I would like to ask and answer three questions. What does unity look like? How is it created? How is it maintained? So first of all, what does unity look like? Can you think of how unity is talked about in the Bible? Anybody? How, how what, what, uh, what do we compare it to? <coughs> body. Yeah, togetherness in the body. So here's the body. Is my body now in unity as I'm walking? It, it's, not, it's not fighting with itself. If I had issues, like if I was spastic, you could tell me what that means. Uh, what does it mean to be spastic? Uh, it is is there's something wrong with a muscle, and and you can't you're not it looks like you're competing with yourself because you're not walking right you're not you're struggling like the body of Christ sometimes does. So 
the body is composed of many different parts. There are varieties of gifts in the same spirit. To each is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good. For just as the body is one, okay, body is united. And has many members. All the members of the body, though, mem though many, are one body. So it is with Christ. And then he goes on to say, for the body does not consist of one member, but of many. And he says, what would happen if the foot should say, well, I'm not a hand? We can compare ourselves. We can, we can feel like we're not important, or we can feel we're too important. If the whole body were an eye, I'd like to go in for counseling if the whole body were an eye. You, you got this eye sitting on this, and they're looking at you. You feel like they can see everything, but they're, they're not going to be able to say anything to you. <laughs> stare at you. If the whole body were an eye, that's grotesque. That's weird. So we're not talking about uniformity. We're talking about unity. Differences. God so arranged the members each as he chose. That's important. Because unity comes from heaven. If all were a single member, where would the body be? Wouldn't have a body. Teams. Hopefully teams play together. They play under a coach. The coach tells them what place they play. Or whether they play. The coach says the lineup. And then the players play according to the coach, right? You got a good coach? Hmm. <laughs> all right, all right. You don't have to say anymore. Or music. You don't play any note you want. You don't play any instrument any time you want. You play with the conductor. And the conductor lets you know if everybody started whenever they wanted to, <laughs> that would not be harmonious. So that's the first question. What does it look like? Well, it looks like a body. It looks like a team. It looks like a musical score. How is it created? Well... Here's a song that was written in 1955. Let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. How are we doing with that? We doing okay with that? Are we are have we gotten have we gotten anywhere? And since it was written in 1955, unity cannot be created by you and me. It can't be created by a group of people deciding together that we're going we're to be united. Jesus created unity at the cross. He took a Jew and a Gentile, and he knocked down the barrier at the cross, says in Ephesians 2, for he himself is our peace. Who has made us both one and has broken down in his 
collapse the dividing wall of hostility. So, unity is a given. Unity is created not by us, but it is maintained. We can't create it, but we must maintain it. I'll read from Ephesians. Paul has just given us, given us three chapters, powerful chapters, about our creed, and then he says, I therefore. And when you see a therefore, what do you do? You ask what it's there for. It's therefore because you've looked back and we've seen the doctrine, the position we have in Christ, and he says, okay, therefore, how are we going to live? The first thing he takes up is unity. Unity is very important to Paul. Unity was very important to Jesus. Unity should be very important to us. I therefore, the prison Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called. This is Ephesians 4, verse 2. With all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit the bonds of peace. What does that look like? Eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. What might that look like? Pardon? Good listening. Yeah. Good listening is a wonderful thing. We listen to one another. Yeah. Yes. If you abandon your role, Say you're 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 the you're the violin player and you're not playing your part. It, there's something missing. Or if the bass part isn't there, you know, if, if a part is missing, something's incomplete. Okay, what else? How does it, how does it look? Jesus had enthusiasm about it. Yeah. I, I really enjoy going to the, the Catholic. They brought us up before, right, right at the beginning, and prayed for us. They blessed us. We sang songs that we knew from the Holy Spirit Conference. All wonderful. As they prayed, I put my hands out. And then they asked Mary to help. And I just kind of put my hands down. And I, uh, yeah, awkwardly, yeah. Sadly, I called Larry Christensen the next day because he was very close to the Catholics and uh, said, how, how do you deal with that? And he said, well, it's obviously an issue but we're probably in agreement on 90-some percent. And so my choice is where I won't ignore it myself, I'm not going to make an issue of it with my brothers and sisters. Because in, pardon? The Catholics, they didn't ask me to do it. I was just speaking there. I was, I was speaking there. But they were praying for me. 
And I just, I was uncomfortable at that point, so I wasn't participating. But I'm not going to go back to them. I'll probably talk to my friend Michael Becker about it. Uh, but I'm not going to make a big issue of it because I know I was with followers of Jesus who love God and I think they have an issue. They might find some in me too that I have an issue with. So what does it look like? Well, I'm going to try my best to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. So how is it maintained? How do you maintain unity? And I'm going to tell you several things that it requires. Unity requires diversity. But it's not diversity of any kind. You can't just say, we need other notes. Now, is this unity? Be slow to answer because this is not unity. This is not, this is unison. This is unison. It's uniformity. I can add notes, but still the same notes. And after a while, unison gets kind of boring. Would you agree? It's not that interesting. Do you know that there are some churches that call for uniformity? And in its worst form, it's spiritual abuse. Because you tell people, you must look like me. You must behave like me. You must think like me. You must speak like me. And that's spiritual abuse. It's control. It's top-down leadership rather than bottom-up. And we're not talking about unity in this way because that's not unity because you don't have harmony. Now tell me if this is a little satisfying. Can't I just harmonize the way I want to harmonize? Can I just do it my own way? And you can still hear the harmony, but how's this doing? How do you feel? How's that doing to your nervous system? If, if you just sing anything you want to, the world listens as they are listening. And they say, I don't know what you've got, but whatever it is, I hope I don't catch it. 
because we are not in harmony. And so my second point is disunity must be addressed. It's uncomfortable, but Paul wrote to the Philippians. He loved the Philippians. It was his favorite letter to write. And he speaks about joy or rejoicing, I think it's either 14 or 16 times. He was a happy man as he wrote to them. He gets to chapter 4, and this letter is being read to the church, and he says, I urge Yodia and I urge Syntica to agree together in the Lord. Oh, Paul, haven't you heard of human resources? Have a heart, man. Don't put it out before the whole church. Why would he do that? Why would he embarrass those two women? Let me tell you why he would. Because the whole is more important than one individual part. And if one part is out of harmony, you can take, okay, I'm playing this now. I'll just take one note and do it out of part, okay? It ruins the whole song. And so Jesus said, if you're leaving, your, you're coming with your gift to the altar and you realize your brother has something against you, this is not time for worship. What's it time for? Exactly. Because you need to be in unity for the song to rise to heaven. It's a higher priority. So our unity is very important. And so if one is out, or three are out, ah! Do you know what? We get used to dissonance. And, and it, at first it's terrible, but then we get used to it. The kids at Communitas found out that when there's tension, it's addressed right away. They, they discovered that that we will not let something go. Why? Because we want to go after people and embarrass them? No, because we want to walk together. We want to walk together as one. And we want that song to be beautiful so that the world hears a beautiful song. We're not there yet, are we? We're still praying for the unity. Exactly. For the world, diversity is anything, anything. It, tolerance is a huge word in the world now. But they want you to be tolerant with them, but not tolerant with what you want. Yeah. So two bad things when you, disunity comes, either to ignore it or to celebrate it. And, and in the world, we may celebrate the diversity, you know, we can all be who we want to be. No, we're who we're appointed to be. We're assigned. God has appointed in the church our place, what we do, how we do it. And so we respond, we submit in humility to the Lord so that we play our part. And we enjoy it because we can hear the song.
So just reflect with me for a moment. How can we, in this little congregation, how can we do our part both to maintain the unity here and to build the unity in the body of Christ? What, what can we do? Think about it. Last night, we had an incredible time. Kate was there. You were there, Anne. One blessed lady at North Heights at 54 marrying a Danish pastor, and they both told their story. It was incredible. It was about suffering. It was about denial. And I wanted to say what I heard Tim Urban say when he gave a talk here once, delay is not denial. And she was delayed. And she had her prayer request out there, and it was being delayed, and but it wasn't denied. And now she is gloriously married to this Danish pastor, and they'll be going to spend half of their year in Tanzania. Tanzania. And he talks about the need for unity in the body of Christ. He feels he's called to do what he can. And I, I just echo. I said, I've got to get together with you because I echo what your heart is to bring unity. So can we just talk about that just for a few moments now? Are there things that we can do to build unity here, right among us, and then there are things that we can do to build unity in the body of Christ. pretending that we're in unity when we're not. So I will address this matter in a way that I feel will help to bring unity, not be divisive. I'm not in the same place. I want to hear from them. And yeah, I got two here. Yeah. May I just read my favorite scripture, or one of my very favorites? If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility. 
consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. And then, of course, goes on to the, the character. not to be right you know our heart is to to be in that fellowship I was thinking about you playing the song and there are some notes that add the dissonance that makes it so interesting that if you only had the melody note and that dissonant note they wouldn't sound like they go together but when you have all the other pieces those little extra notes so our diversity the way God's planted this beautiful garden is our strength if we can just learn to not let the enemy eat I'm just wondering, Paul, you talk about diversity. Doesn't diversity require discernment of the truth from error? Diversity, if it's simply diversity of any kind, then it's going to be divisive. It's going to be disastrous rather than God-directed. Yeah, we can all discern it, and there is a place for leadership in this whole matter. Paul addressed it. They didn't. There is an apostle addressing what had to be addressed, and some today would be offended by his addressing it publicly, but it was so important that he said, it, it's more important to bring to bring them together so that they're in harmony. And I think in that case, it's super appropriate because everybody knew about the Holy Spirit. It was probably the first church meal. Baptized in the Spirit. Never baptized in the Spirit. And everybody's talking about it. And so I think when he said that in the in the epistle, he's saying, hey, everybody knows about the Holy Spirit. Let's just talk about it. Yeah. Because we are the church. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, God has a design. <coughs> he has a design saying the you were playing the song um, the church is one foundation is Jesus Christ our Lord so we have to look at the design God created and he lives in relationship he's in the Trinity he's in communion with Father Son and Holy Spirit and that is our example of community unity is in community communing with one another our example is how the Lord does that with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's our example in marriage. It's our example in our family. It's our example in our church. So what it means to commune together in unity is following the design of Christ, and we need to know what that is. That's why you're preaching the word, <laughs> and we're in the word weekly. You guys do an awesome job of that. Um, it, it's like in a, a gay marriage in a family that doesn't believe in that. There's dissonance because that's not God's design, so you feel it. If people are out of design, out of his foundation for our living in our community as a fellowship, that obviously needs to be called forth, prayed about, worked on. You guys do a great job of trying to do that. We try to eat together. That's communing together. We're sharing stories and testimonies. I thought that was a great way of communing at a deeper level, getting to know each other's journeys. You can't commune with somebody you don't know well. So I just I say all these things because they're, foundationally in my mind and as well as an encouragement and saying great job because I feel like you guys are trying to help us live in community in unity as God designed it and well said. thank you well <laughs> that's why we're here very very well said in fact 
when you think of the, the different paradigms that speak about unity, they all have a design. This had a design before it was constructed. There was a design. The mu in music, you have a design. They're not random notes. There's a design. There's something that you play off of. God gave us, he designed it. He's the architect. He designed us a certain way, and you add to me because you're different from me. So we add to one another. However, diversity sometimes brings disagreement, especially if, if, if we're uncomfortable with, with somebody who's different from us. And that's where we have to, in humility, see the best and love the best. Let's pray. Let's just... Uh, Thank you. Those were very, very good input on unity. I'm going to write this up because I want, uh, I want us to think about it. And there were a couple of people who weren't here that I want them to hear, uh, receive. And I'd like us as a church to embrace this uh, call that God has put on us to be strong in building unity. Different ones lead out. Go ahead. Lord, you do have a design and a call for the little ones. And you have a reason for bringing each of us here in this season and this time. We give you permission to write us to be strong. We give you
You're called to this. And we bless you as God has given you an insight into unity from your perspective that the Lord will use you in this area as well. I'm going to wrap it up with a benediction in a moment. As I was doing this, uh, and when I did the music, Larry Albert said, Paul, this, is, this really helps to, because you hear it. You hear it. And you all love music. So you hear it, then it, then it says something to us all. Uh, as I was reflecting on this, and I thought about gay marriage, let me say to you, first of all, that I connect with homosexuals, and I, I minister to them, and I love them, and they know it, and I'm, I'm seeking to help, help them. So, so I'm, I'm not uh, going after people when I say this, that uh, for this cause, a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. Those are two different people. They're different biologically. They're different emotionally. They're different physically. Even spiritually, there's a difference. And so to take two of the same sex, it's impossible. You can't have unity. What you have is uniformity. And that, that's very sad and very hard because... Yes, and it's not possible. Yeah, and if I were talking to him, I'd say that's impossible. It's impossible. Karen and I were having a, a date at Tin, Tin Fish, and somehow we started talking to a, uh, a guy and a gal, and she began opening her heart. And she said, I grew up in a family where I had two moms. And she said, I went to my moms, and I said, I feel sad because I don't have a daddy and other kids have a daddy. And they said, well, you don't understand. We love each other and you, have, you get to have two mommies. And she was about 21, 22. She said, well, I want a daddy. And they, they, they weren't able to receive that. It was hard. They, they made it hard on her. No, no, you get two mommies. And she always felt, always felt left out. She felt left out, and we just, I talked to her about father wounds and mother wounds, and 
and uh, hope I, I should have gotten her address. I gave her our, our phone number, and I was hoping to call. There it is. There it is again, that, that design thing. That's huge because you got it when you play football. You've got design. You've got plays. And the, the coach makes the plays, and the team carries them out. In music, you've got a score. You've got a director. And God, God is, he is the creator of us all, and so he gives us that. Hallelujah. And so the goal of the church, American church, often, especially in the inner city, is racial reconciliation and diversity because that's how God created it. But that's the newest thing of his design under his truth. Diversity isn't you believe in Buddha and you believe in the trees and you guys can be gay and we can be diverse and be one. That's yeah. not God's design. So back to the justice, diversity, diversity yeah. factor is not under truth. And I think pride is really at the root of all of this. Because, I mean, when, the, when Satan fell, even the very first sin, Satan fell because he wanted to do it his own way. He mm -hmm. wanted to play notes that weren't on the page. Mm -hmm. He wanted to do his own thing. True. And in, in, I'm in the room. Uh, as you all know, in, in J.R. Tolkien's version of the fall in heaven, it was literally music being played. And mm -hmm. the Satan character wanted to improvise beyond what was on the script. And he didn't ask permission. He just went and did his own thing. And God is like, you, you can't do that. This, this is what it is. And some people feel like that's a box. And that's pride is what makes you feel like that's a box. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's exactly what you shared from your passage. Paul hits it right on the head. He says, give up selfish ambition and lay down pride and take up humility. And that, I think... For me, that's the crux. That's where the rubber meets the road. Yeah. Is we, we need to tr strive to become less selfish. <laughs> um, but when we become less selfish, it's to know there's something better. God has the right design, and we want to submit to that because we believe God is the design. But the world doesn't know that, and we're the right. son of the Lord. That's yep. the missions and the harvest and why the world needs to know about Jesus. Yep. It disarms the whole Yeah, absolutely. This is a really scary, I, I don't know if any of you went to one of the Christmas things, but one of um, one of our staff was at Emory and CSS, and, and it is coming down right at this very, very tough moment because kindergarten teachers are going to be really passionate about mm -hmm. health to keep our kindergarten safe so that they can see how they feel to be. Right. And this is just happening. I mean, it's coming all through the time. So we have to be really, I mean, it is changing so fast. Because by design, they're different. But they really want to make the playing field 
you win the catawatch and then you get to exchange the cards. Okay. Trophies that are coming up every day for the day. So we have to not just engage the adult world who is thinking that, but they are feeding in as little as possible. Yeah. Well, I'm going to give the benediction because it's ten, it's five to one here. So we, uh, yeah. we <laughs> look at the clock. There, there, there's the, yeah, yeah. I was talking too long. So I want to, I want to bless you and then uh, hang as long as you want. Thank you. This is a good discussion. I feel the Lord's called us to it. And Father, thank you that you have given us an assignment to maintain, to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Give us grace, Lord, in these days to do our part in our families, in our marriages, in our workplace, in our congregation, in our Christian community, and in our larger community. And for that purpose, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his face upon you and give you his peace. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.